0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Loga the Barbarian. And today, I have with me the lone archivist who is the designer of Tidebreak for Mothership, currently funding on Kickstarter. Welcome.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to speak with
0: you. Could you tell us about Tidebreak for Mothership? What can we expect and, and what do you have going on here that you are got funding
1: Yeah, absolutely. The short story is this is a kind of follow-up or a sequel to a video game that came out in, I believe, in 2020 uh, that was developed and released by Jump Over the Age uh, or Gareth Damian Martin. It's an underwater uh, video game that's about exploring the reef of an alien world. And I played it originally on Switch and fell in love with it. And so I reached out to the developer to see if there's a way that we could... Adapt the game and bring it to the table. Originally, I was thinking of doing just the, the original video game in Other Waters. But in working with them, Gareth really wanted to see it. maybe we can do something more in original, you know, to kind of add on to both. So we have In Other Waters kind of acting as a prequel now, and Tidebreak is acting as a follow up. So um, it'll be in the world and universe and setting of In Other Waters but using the mechanics
0: of Mothership's 1E rule set. That's awesome. So I've got, I've got, a, I've never played the video game. <laughs> and you said that you're exploring underwater. Is what is there a sort of plot to the original video game? That
1: yeah, w- without going into uh, too many spoilers for the video game because it is a very uh, plot-driven game. You are taking on the role of a essentially. AI inside of a, a dive suit that is assisting a xenobiologist, Dr. Ellery Vass, who is looking for a partner of theirs that has gone missing. And their last known location was on this world of uh, GLIAS 667CC, which GLIAS is a, a real world system. The the oceanic aspect of the, the planet is uh, fictionalized, but... Um, yeah, so so you're you're taking the role of of that AI, and you're going through and exploring the different areas and regions and the different ecology or the the environment of the the reef that you're exploring through.
0: So I'm assuming we're playing, uh, Marines, android scientists, and what was the fourth again? Marine, android, scientist, and and teamsters. Teamsters. That's what right. I should that. Yeah,
1: the the <laughs> Ripley of. Uh, you know the the mothership universe uh yeah exactly so uh, a lot of what we're doing for tidebreak is adapting it specifically for mothership so in other waters is it's not exactly a lot of people use the term cozy games for games that are not very action oriented or um you know combat driven uh it's not really it it kind of fits in that category uh but it's more focused on it, it, again just exploring the environment so for as we're adapting it for mothership we're adding in some elements that kind of up the horror aspect of it while also for an average mothership game keeping that the stress levels relatively low compared to uh you know you're not going to be encountering any xenomorphs or anything but we are going to try and have enough to keep it interesting for every character class whether it be marine teamster scientist or android it is definitely i will admit going to be heavily leaning towards um favoring scientist players
0: oh okay i kind of like that that's pretty cool so is it more of a of a is there a definitive path that you follow or a definitive map or is it kind of a random role type situation or how are you approaching the exploration underwater
1: yeah that's a great question um we uh, i i love kind of taking the history of gaming culture and updating and or or adapting it so um, we're kind of looking at it from an overworld standpoint that you might have from a hex crawl. um, and changing that to a grid crawl uh, to to make it easier to adapt to the 1d 10 based system from other ship and we're basically mapping out and overlaying a grid of certain sections or regions of the planet and. Uh, You have random encounters that you can use uh, and you have sections that explain the different biomes or small regions inside of a sector and that uh, you go from square or or grid to grid uh, exploring through it. So it's kind of like a hex crawl. You know, m- most of the gaming community is familiar with that term, Oh yeah. but we're going to do a grid crawl is what we're calling it. And uh, we have several layers, too, because, you know, the ocean's just not a flat plane. Uh, you can also go down further and further, and that will affect the kind of creatures you encounter, uh, the amount of energy and oxygen you have to use in your suits that are, are adapted for the water, as well as, you know, thinking about uh, the further down you go. Uh, the more pressure from the water you have. So these are all elements that we're trying to put into the grid crawl to make it as open world or sandbox as we can. It's it's there are going to be narrative elements of it to tie into uh, the original video game and of the waters, um, but it's mostly going to be a setting and a world for players to explore with a couple plot hooks here and there to give the wardens an easy time to say, you know, here's a a little nugget of information use the grid to get over there to, to find
0: out what that is. Is there a overall like in the original game you were looking for somebody down there? Is there an overall goal in there? Or is it more of more of just a just a sandbox for the DM to use as a place to set in or how is that approached in this module?
1: I try and write things and, and design things so that it's entirely up to the warden. Um there are going to be optional narrative elements that you put onto it or realistically you can put your own elements into it. We'll have uh, a couple hooks in the beginning that can get you into it. Uh, You know, are you going to be working for some enigmatic corporate entity to try and find information about the planet to um, exploit its natural resources? Or are you looking for someone that has gone missing here? So we'll have a list of of optional hooks that you can use in order to explore. Part of what we're, we're also going to be putting into it are, uh, facilities that act kind of like mini dungeons that you can, you know, uh, get to a certain point on the map and explore that facility, do a short little facility crawl, and that can have its own narrative elements on top of it. Like, uh, what do you encounter there? What, what, why is this facility here on a world that's supposed to be, you know, new to the rest of the universe?
0: I, so I got, a, I got a question. How how much did you get into the science of going down there in the depths, like the bends and all that stuff, and the pressure? Because I know you brought some of that up.
1: Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good question. Um, I try, I, I am not a scientist by trade. I am a, a graphic designer. I do have a history in um, information technology. I was doing that for uh, nearly a decade before I got into games design, but not specifically in diving or oceanology. So that, that has been a, a lot of fun. Um, I'm able to use some of Gareth's knowledge uh, in the more scientific aspects, But kind of like I did in Primeval, I also do a lot of research on taxonomy or the classification of different kinds of animals in order to, uh, or animals, plants, and fungi, in order to make the world feel alive and as realistic as possible. Because that's, uh, especially in other waters, a large focus on it is looking at the different creatures that you find on the planet and how they interact with one another. So we try and do as much research as possible while keeping it still, light you know we don't want to go into the world of traveler where we start having mathematical formulas for how quickly you want it to rise up in the water without getting the bends for example
0: (laughs) is there a rule for getting the bends
1: um not exactly for this we're focusing more on the ecology of the planet than rising or lowering too quickly through the the water Uh, the one thing that we are going to be employing are um uh, stats for your dive suit so in addition to your own character stats, you have a, uh, the option to use uh, equipment and gear that is specifically designed for deep water diving. Um, you know, the kind of technology we don't necessarily have now because you know, the pressure is just so intense that having the equivalent of an EVA suit thousands of miles down um, or hundreds of miles down is, is not as realistic. So um, that's something cool that we can put into the game and that um, like suit integrity is something that we are employing to kind of take the place of the bends because, you know, in the uh, science fiction aspect of the game where you have a suit that is capable of diving down that low, the bends are not as much of a concern
0: i know the game influenced and inspired this but i've seen quite a few movies that kind of use the depths of the ocean as horror in a very in a very i would say in a very mothership way did you kind of look to any of those for any sort of inspiration while approaching this
1: yeah that's a great question um i hope i do not get Lack of credit for saying this, but I have actually not seen the abyss yet, and I know a lot of people point to that as a a perfect uh, you know, when they think underwater horror, that is one of the first things they go to. It is on my watch list, but for me, because we're doing a little bit less stress from like the creatures you encounter, we're more focusing on the environment around you. Um, you know, how think about how potentially stressful and I guess horrific it can be when you are under thousands of pounds of pressure from the water around you and your suit integrity goes down
0: yeah i'd be scared losing power yeah
1: exactly so we're
0: we're we're more
1: focusing on that as far as inspiration um i'm actually more focused on on exploring the the creatures of this world so i pull a lot from uh these old uh jacques Cousteau books that i have as well as um I have on my desk throughout the writing process for this a uh, VHS that I've been trying to digitize of the 30-year National Geographic special that has a whole section on uh, underwater exploration, and that that was a huge influence for me and and why I latched on to in other waters so um, so readily.
0: I've been I've read those National Geographics so much since I was a kid. Like that was like mm-hmm. that's like the one magazine that. I'll go back every few years like oh, I haven't gotten National Geos in a while, and I'll resubscribe, and I haven't read so much of those stinking things. There's so much cool stuff in there. There'd be a ton of information in some of those old National Geographic magazines on some of that underwater life. It's insane. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. It was a recent one I had seen. And are you much of a movie person? Because I've been ever since we started talking about this, it's been in my head that I saw one with this very Cthulhu-esque horror under the sea. And it was like rising up, and everybody's like running as the space station is being torn apart. I can't remember the name of that movie, but it's like a really recent film that came out. And that my mind keeps on picturing this as you're talking, like the the little stations, because they have to go from station to station and kind of like you said kind of like dungeon delve through them and all.
1: yeah a little bit um i do enjoy movies uh but this project has surprisingly been one that has not been influenced as much by uh, film mm-hmm. um uh, more more books and like documentaries um i think the one exception to that might be uh, underwater which is i think that kind of falls into the cheesy b movie classic uh, <laughs> category um I, I really enjoyed it but that was a a recent one and that was the first one that got me thinking of what it would be like to essentially have a eva or spacesuit used underwater
0: yeah i i i think i would be scared to death to do that but
1: <laughs> yeah exactly i i'm living vicariously through the the writing of this module
0: yeah, I, I, my, I, my buddy went into the Navy at the time that I went into the range and he went in there. I know they put they put him on a sub and he spent forever out there. And I just mm-hmm. think about that and I go, I, I can get a little claustrophobic at times. I, I can see how that would mess with your head. That would scare me <laughs> just on oh, yeah. a sub like we have now, but yet alone going to the depths and stuff like you might be talking about here. I think I'd be frightened. You said that there's less of a stress. I think there'd be a very high stress mechanic if it were me down there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and to be fair, that is uh, something we're trying to to play into. I, I guess I should clarify when I say less stress than most mothership modules. Uh, we are not focused on uh, combat. We have that as an option because we obviously don't want the, um, players that like playing marines to be left out that is an option you know all of our creatures are studded out uh to mothership standards but it, you know it, it's not like the one that sean's writing that's up and coming uh called another bug hut where the entire point is you're fighting giant bugs that is extremely combat focused <laughs> this one is less so so that, that's kind of the difference when i say this is less stress focused
0: i can appreciate that exploration is 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 a cool thing to do in game i'm a big dungeon delver i like exploring <laughs> dungeons i could definitely get into exploring the depths of the sea through vicariously through my characters because you tell our listeners where they can find you online and how they can how they can back this
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, it's available right now on Kickstarter and we'll be running through the end of February. Um, and afterwards we will have a pledge manager available uh, and it will be, if you're not interested in, in using Kickstarter, uh, it will be available um, in shops, you know, your favorite online retailer afterwards. Just search for another waters Waters Tidebreak on Kickstarter and you will be able to find it quickly. And again, this is in collaboration with uh, my partner uh, on on this project, uh, Gareth Damien, Martin, who is the original developer for In In Other Waters. Um, And you can find them most places at Jump Over The Age. And you can find me pretty much everywhere as Lone Archivist.
0: As always, if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review where you're listening. You can find us. On Facebook, just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logarhailcrom. We now have a Patreon. Any support you can give us, we would greatly appreciate. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And keep those dice rolling.